The new 1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance and the USA Wealth Group. Get your finances in order. Money Wise starts now. And a very good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. You know, whether you are a regular listener or new to our show, if it's Sunday morning in America, then it's time for Money Wise. Money Wise is brought to you every week by USA Wealth Group. So join us now for a few short minutes, and we share with you some important ideas for protecting your family and protecting your money. This is your time. And I'm Ray Lance, and I'm very happy to be with you. And with me this morning is Pete Lance. Good morning, Pete. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. So first of all, we're going to talk today about something that we talk about occasionally from the financial side of things, and that's the personal side of retirement. What does it mean to retire? What do you think you need to do to get ready for retirement? Have you even ever thought about it? Have you thought about retirement? A lot of people say, well, when I'm 65 years old, I'm going to retire. And then we focus on money. We talk to them about, do you have enough money for retirement? What's your income plan? What's your budget? Things of that nature. But then every once in a while, and I did this just a couple of weeks ago, I had a woman tell me, I'm just really tired of commuting. I have a very long commute every day, twice a day, in the morning, in the evening. And I have enough money, so I'm going to retire. And then I asked the question, what do you plan to do when you retire? And I wonder how many people really ask themselves that question, Pete. A lot of people don't, and a lot of people end up going back to work um, or trying to find a new hobby all of a sudden, uh, just something to fill up their time because a lot of these people that you know, retire and they've worked and worked and worked, all of a sudden they're thinking, gosh, what do I do with all this free time? Well, for example, my brother is retired, and he's been retired for a couple of years. He worked for the electric company up in the Worcester area, and he likes to play golf. So he plays golf with some of his friends, and he does that on a fairly regular basis. But then he had to have a knee replacement, and he's had some other medical issues, and so he doesn't play as much golf anymore. So if your plan was to retire and play golf, and all of a sudden physically you can't play golf, what are you going to do with your time? I might take up golf when I retire, but that's about the only time I would. I've tried it a couple of times, and I've never really understood it. And I completely understand, uh, who was it, uh, Thoreau or someone that said, um, golf is a good walk spoiled? I'm not sure. Do they have golf at the time of Thoreau? I'm I don't not really know. sure. Yeah, when you say Thoreau, you mean Henry David Thoreau, right? Yeah, no, I think golf has been around for, what, 200 years at least, right? Wasn't it invented in Scotland in like the 1800s, Some. Sometime in the 1800s. Probably. It was probably invented earlier, like by the Egyptians or something, 2,000 years probably. ago. They were going around with little sticks and whacking little animals or something. Okay. <laughs> All right. We won't go there any further. I no. read an interesting article on CNN uh, probably two weeks ago that said that 43% of American households can't afford the basics. But what was interesting is that the basics that they had in the article are things that were not even around 20 years ago. Cell phone bills, Wi-Fi bills, Mm -hmm. um, cable bills were around, but um, a lot of things that we pay for now that we didn't have to think about 25, 30 plus years ago. Well, that's a very interesting thought. You know, we've done shows in the past and we've talked about how to cut yourself off from the high cost of cable. Cable can be really expensive. If you have high-speed internet and you have cable and you have maybe a couple of premium channels, you can be spending well over $150, almost $200 a month on cable. Easily, yeah. So 
Just as a quick reminder, we do have information on how to cut yourself off from the high cost of cable. We'd be happy to provide that. But MoneyWise is brought to you every Sunday morning by USA Wealth Group. We are located at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. We're happy to have you come visit us. We prefer you do it by an appointment, obviously, because sometimes we're there and sometimes we're not. But as a quick reminder, you can reach us at 508-998-8858. You can also visit our website, usawealthgroup.com. And we have a lot of really interesting free reports that we're happy to provide that might make your life a little easier from the financial area. We have a, a nice little brochure, for example, called Solving the Retirement Income Dilemma. You know, Pete, the most important thing in retirement is to have enough income. And many people think that they're going to have Social Security and maybe a little bit more, but they're going to rely a lot on Social Security. But you can't live on just Social Security, typically. You have to have something else coming in. Yeah, and uh, nobody wants to live on, you know, that kind of income. They're used to living, you know, uh, with a certain lifestyle. And if they're going to rely on only Social Security, they're going to have to really cut back on a lot of things. Um, we meet with a lot of people, uh, of course, who want to think about retiring. And almost always it's the people who don't think that they can retire that we show that they can retire and retire comfortably. And it's the people who are, you know, very relaxed and thinking that they're all set and they're going to retire soon and uh, come to find out they have, you know, either a lot of credit card debt or just not enough income coming in to live the same lifestyle that they're living now. Well, just to finish up on the subject of free reports, we have information on uh, solving the retirement income dilemma, the Savvy Parents Guide to Cutting College Costs, the Baby Boomers Guide to Social Security, the Baby Boomers Guide to IRA Planning. You can't do it alone, ladies and gentlemen. It's really hard. Nobody has the time, and a lot of people simply don't have the knowledge. So there's two things you need to think about when you're thinking about retirement. One, can you afford it? Do you have enough income, and do you have enough assets that will generate income for you? And two, what do you plan to do in retirement? That's really the focus of today. What are your plans for retirement? We've got some great articles that we're going to share with you and some information um, about men and women thinking differently about retirement. Are you emotionally ready for retirement? Should you work part-time? And we've got some 50 top tips for a healthy, wealthy, and money-wise retirement. Well, a lot of people also are not necessarily thrilled with the career path that they fell into. It might have uh, not been something that they wanted to do, and they just, as I said, fell into it. And so we do find out that a lot of clients, you know, retire from their job that they've worked at for 30-plus years, and then they work part-time at a nursery or at some place that they actually really enjoy being a part of. And sometimes that's fun, and sometimes people get bored. And if you find that you're retired and you're bored, then maybe you need to have a new plan. You know, a gentleman named Abe Lemons said, the trouble with retirement is that you never get a day off. But I will tell you conversely, I can't tell you how many people that I've seen over the years who have been retired. And I said, well, what do you do with your time? And they said, are you kidding? We're so busy right now, we don't know where, how we can get enough time to do all the things we want to do. I've had many, many people tell me that. And a lot of people retire, and then all of a sudden they've got new grandkids in their life, and that's what they end up doing is becoming uh, caregivers for their grandchildren. I have some friends that that's what their parents did. And that's fun. 
I mean, I like to spend as much time as I can with my grandkids. And um, that keeps you young in some ways or makes you older. I'm not sure which, Pete. I don't know. I mean, I, I really do look forward to having grandkids one day, uh, quite a ways from now. Um, and I would like to be very hands-on, but I don't know that I could do it full-time. Um, a lot of, like I said, my friends' parents have done that and basically been a babysitter, a, a daycare, home daycare for their grandchildren. And that's a lot of work and you know a lot of time and money. Sure it is. Well, here's my most important quote on uh, money issues relating to retirement by Chichi Rodriguez. When a man retires, his wife gets twice the husband, but only half the income. Okay. You like that one? Not particularly. No? Maybe it should be the other way around. <laughs> Maybe she should only get half the husband and twice the income. Oh, well. We won't go there. Well, I know my wife is ready to retire at 60, 62. She says she's done. She's working for a purpose, working for a cause. Well, that really much, very much goes to the question that you need to have some enjoyment in what you do. And if you don't really enjoy what you do and derive some satisfaction from it, then maybe you're not in the right job in the first place. Well, let's talk about some very specific ideas about retirement and some useful things that you need to think about. And we don't have to be on the same page necessarily. We have something called the Ultimate Retirement Readiness Checklist. We're happy to provide a copy of this for you. So here's some things you need to think about for making just regular decisions if you're thinking about retirement. Healthcare. Healthcare is critical today. Sometimes you may have a plan at work that allows you to continue with your health insurance for maybe a year after you retire. When you reach 65, of course, you're going to be eligible for Medicare, and then you're going to need a Medicare supplement plan. We're going to do a whole show at some point, not too far in the future, Pete, on just the subject of healthcare because healthcare is such a critical thing today. Housing, do you think you're going to downsize in housing? Well, that may be your plan, but it's really kind of hard right now, isn't it? It is, I mean, the, the it's very much a seller's market right now, so it's gonna be difficult to purchase a home. You might be able to sell your home and sell it for a lot more than you probably realize, but just trying to find something to move into is gonna be def- uh, very difficult, especially if you're looking for uh, single-story living like a lot of retirees are looking for. Mm-hmm. Well, I was reading something very interesting last night. It was actually in a book. I did not bring the book with me. And it was by a gentleman who's been very successful financially. And what he said is he was living in the New York, New Jersey area where the housing costs are very high. And he realized he wanted a different lifestyle that wasn't going to be quite so expensive. And to have a larger house that he wanted was going to be ridiculously expensive. And he ended up moving to Florida full-time, not just for the climate, but he found out that housing was a lot less costly. It was much more affordable. So the other thing I'll tell you is that um, Tenney, uh, attorney Tenney Lance, recently went down to North Carolina to help take care of our brother, and there's nothing but construction going on down there. There are major subdivisions going up everywhere. Condos, single-family homes. Uh, there's a need for housing, but there's also massive construction going on everywhere. We don't have that in New England right now. Well, we do have a lot of construction, but nothing like what's going on down south. And we do live in one of the most expensive places in the country. Uh, San Francisco and uh, certain other cities, obviously New York City, 
but we live in one of the most expensive areas in the country. And uh, no, a lot of people do want to move down south just for that reason alone. Well, we're happy to help you. Uh, give us a call at 508-998-8858. We're happy to help you work out a total retirement plan. And that should include a discussion about health care, health insurance. It should uh, include a discussion about housing. Do you plan to continue to stay in the house that you're in? Or would you like to get something smaller? Or would you like to live in a condominium where you don't have the maintenance responsibilities of a house? Or do you want to live in some kind of senior housing? Or possibly we have a lot of clients that have built an addition onto one of their children's houses. I've seen that a lot more lately. And they have a, basically a little senior in-law apartment attached to their house. So what do you think, Pete? Do you have enough room that I could do that with you? Um, I don't know. Only if there's a locking door in between that's locked on our side. <laughs> well, and we wouldn't have to babysit all the time, right? <laughs> Um, well, if you want to live there, you have to, you know, pull, pull in your own weight. Hmm. <laughs> no, but, but we, do actually, we actually do have information on the pros and cons of staying in your home. First, um, you know, single-story living, uh, renting an apartment, renting a condo, buying a condo. There's, there's pros and cons for everything. Yeah, and there are a lot of different economic solutions as well. But don't overlook the possibility that if you have a child who has room that you could maybe create in addition. You could spend, sell your house and spend $100,000 and build a whole new addition onto a child's house and live there. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of people are aware of the benefits and, and the cons of uh, living in a condo, but one of the things that I think is very worthwhile is, especially if you're fully retired and you're you know, in your 70s or even late 60s, uh, no landscaping, no mowing a lawn, no shoveling snow, none of these things that... Cement. You know, cement. Yeah, you just cement your whole yard. You don't have to cut the grass anymore. No, I'm saying if you live in a condo... The, oh, a the, condo. Okay. The, the association takes care of all those things. All There's right. a fee for that, so... You know. But it's worthwhile sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You just have very limited things with what you can do with the outside of your condo. Mm -hmm. uh, and there are special assessments that pop up, um, but... You know, a lot of people uh, pass away every year from heart attacks, from cutting the lawn, shoveling snow, doing all those type of activities. Sure. Yeah, my own grandfather died at the age of 50 shoveling snow. They didn't have 911 in those days, and um, he never made it to a hospital. So, But anyway, we're getting off topic. So you need to plan for health care. You need to plan for housing. Do you really want to continue living in perhaps a house that's too large for you? Do you want to sell the house and go someplace different? We find that a lot of times people say, I'm going to retire and go live in Florida year-round, but what happens if the kids and the grandkids are still in New England? That's not a great solution either, unless you don't like your kids. Yeah. You just want to get away from them. <laughs> uh, my wife and I talked just a week ago and said that we hope that all three of our kids stay not only in New England, but, you know, in Massachusetts within a half an hour or so of us. But we realize that's not a, a definite by any means. It's where they end up going to college uh, and what happens, you know, to them while they're there. If they meet someone and fall in love with them, they're going to, you know, possibly stick around and stay there. Do you know who George Foreman is, Pete? Yeah, the boxer and the grill guy. The grill guy, the George Foreman grill. Most people probably know him more as the grill guy than the boxer. That's true. He was a boxer <laughs> at one time in his career. Well, George Foreman said, the question isn't at what age I want to retire, it's at what income. Of course, 
keep grilling hamburgers and he'll have plenty of income. Yeah, between his boxing career and all the grills that he sold, I think that his income is just fine. Yes, and um, how about Woody Allen? You must have heard of Woody Allen before. Not a big fan of Woody Allen. I'm not a big fan of Woody Allen either. Um, he's a work in progress. He's an odd guy. I've never really enjoyed many of his movies, if any of them, and obviously what... <laughs> He did personally. Well, he had some words of wisdom about retirement and whether you have money, you don't have money. He said, another good thing about being poor is that when you are 70, your children will not have you declared legally insane in order to gain control of your estate. Does that sound like Woody Allen? Mm, (laughs) Oddball. Odd guy. Yep. Well, um, you are listening to uh, Money Wise, uh, brought to you every week by USA Wealth Group, our phone number. Give us a call as 508-998-8858. We're happy to send you some information. We're happy to meet with you and help you plan for your own retirement. But I want to come back to this subject. We're talking about some things you need to have your own little checklist, and you should. I don't think anybody should just say, when I'm 65, I'm going to retire. That's my date. I'm putting in my notice. If you haven't thought through an outline, a plan. So we'll be happy to give you an outline and a plan. You need to create a retirement budget. We stress budget all the time. But you need to know what's it going to cost you to live in retirement compared to the income. You'll have reduced income. Do you have enough retirement savings? What are your income sources? And the ideal time to think about this is not the year before you retire or six months before you retire. You need to plan ahead of time, don't you, Pete? Absolutely. You have to plan and plan as early as possible. So I met with somebody last week, and he is planning to retire soon. He works for a company. They do really fine finished carpentry work. And the company has had some management changes, so he's not entirely thrilled with the company. It's made him think more about retirement. And he voluntarily said, well, if I retire, he says, I'm going to still do some part-time work. He says, I'll just work on my own. And the quality of the work that he does is is so fine that he won't have any difficulty finding jobs. But that's a really important question. Do you want to continue working part-time? There are some jobs where, excuse me, you can continue working. For example, let's say you work on a radio station and you have a radio voice. Well, as long as you have a voice and can continue to talk, you can continue to work, right? Are you trying to tell me something? No. I don't know if you were trying to transition from from uh, being a, a financial advisor to a radio career. No, I've, I've thought occasionally that I might become a, a public speaker professionally and charge for my services. But then people have to see you. They don't just have to hear your voice. Yeah, that's true. No, that wouldn't work then, would it? How about the man behind the curtain, like in The Wizard of Oz? No, Come you're... and listen to my voice, ladies and gentlemen. You're a young and handsome-looking man. Oh, thank you, Pete. Um, Tell me after what it is you're looking for. I'm not sure what it is. Well, Margaret Mead, a very famous anthropologist uh, who studied all kinds of um, apes and all kinds of things, said, sooner or later I'm going to die, but I'm not going to retire. And there are a lot of professions where people never do retire. They enjoy what they do or they enjoy the additional income. People in the arts, for example, writers, artists, actors. The person who did uh, the uh, countertop in my kitchen 
that I uh, remodeled with a friend of mine. Mm -hmm. And it was his father and his brother that did the countertop. And he does all kinds of construction, not just that. He's 88 years old. Good for him. And he's still very active and did a great job. <laughs> well, personally, I mean, even if I wanted to retire, I would never just traditionally do a retirement the way people think about it sometimes, which is I'm going to travel, I'm going to get up every morning and exercise, I'm going to do this, um, and I'm just really going to enjoy life. Well, first of all, you should be doing some things to enjoy life right now, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's just it is, you know, retirement is what you want of it. If it's something that where you want to just retire and travel the world and, you know, walk around in flip-flops and hit the beach or the pool every day, you know, that's great that that's what you want to do. Uh, there's a lot of people who don't ever want to retire. And then there's some who just want to retire, again, from their traditional job and do something on the side. Um, we have a client who came in a few weeks ago, and they are officially retired, but he likes to help people build decks. It gives them a sense of pride and pleasure to help people build decks or expand decks, and he charges less than what most people charge uh, just because he enjoys doing it, but he's making money on the side. Hmm. Well, that's good. And you can also be involved in um, charity work, volunteer work. There's so many things that you can do. But the emphasis ought to be on having some kind of a plan. If you've been active in a church or church activities and you, you like doing those things, uh, plan to do more of it. Do things that give you pleasure and satisfaction and enjoyment. Well, that's one of the, there's a list of 25 things that you can do to, you know, further enjoy your retirement. And one of them uh, was to volunteer more, uh, whether it's an organization that you're already a part of or something that you've always had an interest in or just going to your local food bank and helping serve food. Sure. You know, a lot of people think that when they retire, they're going to do more traveling. Well, define that. Traveling can be very expensive. If you want to go on cruises, you know, several times a year, that costs a lot of money. Um, if you want to buy an RV and travel the country and think you're going to go see the United States, is that realistic? Have you tried it? Have you tried renting an RV instead of just going out and buying one? You might decide to buy one and decide you really don't like the concept of traveling in an RV. Yeah, there's a lot more to an RV with regards to the maintenance and everything that you've got to do to get it to where you're you know, going to go and visit, get it set up, and um, sometimes the beds are uncomfortable, especially if you have arthritis or something else. So, yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, rent something before you commit to buying something. Make sure that's something you really enjoy doing. Well, you know, it's, it's tough to get old, and we have a lot of issues as we get older doesn't matter what age you're at right now, your age or my age. Things don't work as efficiently as they used to. So George Burns, Burns I'm sorry, George Burns once said, people ask me what I'd most appreciate getting for my 87th birthday. I tell them a paternity suit. <laughs> <laughs> he was a funny man. I can't yes, believe how long he lived smoking all those cigars all those years. And it was probably just an act. He probably didn't really smoke them. But in any event, um, it is important to have a checklist. We can give you a checklist. Give us a call at USA Wealth Group, 508-998-8858, and we'll be happy to provide you a checklist. We'll be happy to meet with you. We'll be happy to develop your own 
retirement plan. Especially if it's something that you're considering doing soon. If you're looking to retire soon and you're not sure if you can and continue to live the lifestyle that you currently lead or a different lifestyle, uh, then you can meet with us and we'll definitely give you a definitive yes or no as to whether you can retire now. I have to give you one more George Burns quote um, before the uh, break. I've actually used this before, but I really like it. You know you're getting old when you stoop down to tie your shoelaces and wonder what else you could do while you're down there. Okay. You like that one? <laughs> that one's a little bit more obscure and strange, but... Well, I mean, it takes an effort to bend down and tie your shoes when you get older, so you, you have to think, hmm, what else could I do when I'm down here? <laughs> I told my physician I had an annual physical uh, six months ago or so that I'm very flexible. I can do things at you know, 42 years old that most 40-year-olds can't do, can hop fences and jump walls and can touch my uh, fingers, not just to the ground, but most of my palm on the ground. And he's only about 15 years older than me, and he says, I can't tie my shoelaces if my shoes are on my uh, knees. <laughs> when we come back in just a moment, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be talking about some reasons why having a part-time re retirement job is really good for you. And we're going to be talking about some very specific tips for how to stay healthy and wealthy and have a, a happier retirement. So stay tuned, and we will be right back. Welcome back to MoneyWise, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to a good Sunday morning. And it's always a great Sunday morning when you're here with us listening. We have people every week that tell us they listen to the radio show Every single week, they wouldn't miss it, and all we can say is a great big thank you because it means a lot. We are considered the number one rated show on the weekend on WBSM, 1420 AM, and that's exciting, isn't it, Pete? Very exciting. So I'm Ray Lance, and I'm with <laughs> my son, Pete Lance. We're talking about the process of aging. Just before the break, Peter was talking about how flexible he is. He can leap tall fences at a single bound Something like that, right, Pete? No, I mean, honestly, most people, once they hit 40, they just are not as active and can't be as flexible anymore. I know. I can I can actually leap over fences myself. I just crash to the ground on the other side when I get there. Not good. <laughs> no. But, you know, having served in the Marine Corps many years ago, many decades ago, and you as well, we have this mental thing in our heads, don't we, that we think we can do anything. Yeah, and sometimes it comes back to bite us in the butt. Yep. But doesn't matter what age. If we had to, we would pick up a weapon and fight for our country, wouldn't we, Pete? Absolutely. Yep. And we would also support our Marine Corps buddies anytime, our Marine Corps brothers. Never lose that mentality. No. Um, I often bump into Marines and parking lots and supermarkets and things like that, and they're wearing, you know, a Marine Corps hat or something. I always say hello to them, and, you know, we chat for a few minutes. Yeah, it's normal. I was at a baseball practice the other day, and somebody came running up to me and probably 60 years old and had a Marine Corps shirt on and said Semper Fi, and we talked for a couple minutes and talked about the Marine Corps League. Good. So, yeah, no, it's good stuff. Well, this morning we're talking about some retirement rules, not so much with an emphasis on getting ready for retirement financially, which is obviously critically important. You should start working for retirement with your very first job. You should start putting money away for retirement with your very first job. And if you do that regularly, um, then you can retire when you're 60 or 62, and you can retire in financial comfort. 
Ernest Hemingway once said, retirement is the ugliest word in the language. Of course, he died early, but he never retired. He wrote all the way throughout his whole life. But let's go through some of the reasons about um, why having a part-time job uh, is a good thing to do. First of all, you're going to live longer. If you are motivated to continue to work and you have a part-time job, for example, even after you retire from your regular job, your finances are going to be better and you're going to be more focused. You're going to have a reason to get up and do something in the morning. And it can produce more retirement savings, more retirement income. Um, you, may you may work at a part-time job for just enough hours that will allow you to participate in a health insurance program. And health insurance is extremely important. And um, generally, um, I don't ever plan to not do something. I've got writing projects that I'm working on right now, Pete, and my goal is I've got too many things in my mind that I want to do. Yeah, no, you always have. You've always said that you want to write a book, you want to learn how to play the piano like a pro and learn Spanish and about a dozen other things that you always say you're going to do. Yeah, I'd like to have my, my, my ideal retirement job would be to work in a nightclub playing piano and having people come up and buy me drinks. Like but, Billy Joel, the piano man? Um, well, I, yeah, I was thinking more of women, you know, coming up and buying me drinks. <laughs> Never mind. We won't so go. So, nightclub or adult club? No, no, no. no, no. We'll, okay. we'll go off that topic Just entirely. Just making sure. So, here's something important I bet you didn't know about Social Security. Let's say you have retired at 65 and you started collecting Social Security. And then you say, I'm going to have a part time job. Guess what? You're still contributing into the Social Security program. And about once a year, they're going to come back and readjust your Social Security, and you're going to get a larger Social Security check. So even though you're collecting, you can still be increasing the amount that you're going to be able to earn. I just read something about one of the things that you can potentially do in retirement. It said, don't just think about relocating. Think about the consequences first. And, you know, you're uprooting, you're possibly leaving your family, your friends, everything that you're used to in this area, mm -hmm. and would have to get used to everything new in a new place. But to some people, that might be very uh, enticing and exciting. But I was just thinking about a friend of mine, and uh, when he had kids, uh, he was expecting his parents to retire fairly soon and be able to help out with the kids and sort of be a, a daycare, like we talked about at the top of the hour. And as soon as they retired, they sold their house and they moved down south. And he was sort of like, well, there goes my plan. Well, people who live in New England and then relocate to another part of the country have the highest rate of recidivism or returning back to the location that they came from than any other locale in the country. People like New England. They like living in New England. They may move away for a while, but most likely they're going to return at some point back to New England. I have always said I would live in New England my entire life, and if anything, if I retire, it will be up to the White Mountains of New Hampshire. But last year, my wife and I visited Fort Myers, and even though I've been everywhere else in Florida and always liked to visit and said I could never, ever live down here, even for a couple months out of the year, when I visited Fort Myers and went to a Red Sox spring training game and saw Sanibel Captiva, I said, I could live down here and be a snowbird every, you know, every year, come down for a couple of months. <laughs> Well, I probably have, um, I don't know, at least three or 400 clients that have dual residences, and they go someplace warm in the winter because nobody is really a great fan of Massachusetts winters. But, you know, the other thing to think about is that in Massachusetts, in Boston, 
we have the best medical care in the world, period, no exceptions. And so a lot of people will move down south and say, I'm going to be a permanent resident in Florida. And then somebody gets ill, and the first thing they want to do is they want to come back up to Massachusetts for better medical care. Sure. And you won't qualify for Medicaid assistance in Massachusetts if you are a Florida resident. So that's an issue. So you have to think about all those issues. You know, typically I think people today don't want to just retire and move to a different part of the country and have that now become their permanent home. You're starting over, as you said, with you know new friends, new neighborhoods, and it may not be a place that you're comfortable. So do it part-time, do it gradually if you want to. But we are talking about part-time work right now, and of course a retirement job can continue to help the U.S. economy if that's an important motivator for you. But you'll stay younger, you'll stay healthier, and you may find a different kind of a career that you never experienced before, something you really enjoy. Maybe you like being a Walmart greeter. I know some people that have done that, and they love it. Sure. I'm serious. But there might be other kinds of work that you like. Uh, it will keep you more social. The more socially active you can remain, uh, the more mentally alert you're going to become and, and remain. Also a possibility, as we said, about retiring from your current career and doing something that you really enjoy. Uh, I know a few people, uh, one uh, like to garden and plant uh, potted container plants, I guess, mm -hmm. and would sell them to people as a side business, got great enjoyment out of that and made some money off of it. Sure. Uh, we know someone who is no longer with us who retired but always had a great hobby and love of stained glass mm -hmm. and would right. make stained glass and, you know, sell some on the side once in a while and make some money doing that. Was that my friend Sam? Yes. Yeah, Sam was a great guy. Wonderful person. Yep. When you come into our office at 352 Fonts Corner Road, you'll see some stained glass that was created by my friend Sam. Yep. Yep. No, he was a terrific guy. Well, anyway, sometimes if you haven't done enough uh, planning ahead of time to have enough money for retirement, then a part-time job is also going to help you because you're going to be able to get by a little bit better financially. So do think about uh, working uh, part-time. And um, a gentleman named Arthur Morgan said, Preparation for old age should begin not later than one's teens. A life which is empty of purpose until age 65 will not suddenly become fulfilled on retirement. So think about that. I mean, you know, I, I don't have statistics on it today, but I've read many articles in the past that say a lot of times that people have been working fairly intensely in their job, in their career, and they simply say, I'm going to turn off the switch and retire when I'm 65. Uh, many of those people die within a very short period of time if they don't have some other reason to continue to have purpose in their life. It really is an odd phenomenon. Phenomenon You see it all too often where somebody retires and six months later or a year later they're gone. It's it's really strange, but it does happen uh, seemingly more than, than, than not, and it's just an odd coincidence. Well, Malcolm Forbes, who created Forbes magazine, said, retirement kills more people than hard work ever did. So have a sense of purpose. Have a plan. Don't just simply say, yep, I'm going to retire. I'm not sure what I'm going to do yet, but I'll find something to do. Don't worry. I've always wanted to go to the beach every day in the summertime. Have a sense of purpose. If you don't have a sense of purpose, you know, you're not going to make it. Well, another thing is your generation grew up with parents who went through the Great Depression and really learned to save and scrimp and not spend a lot of money. You just talked about starting to save for your retirement as a teenager. 
most teenagers, 95% of them are not thinking about saving money. It's really rare to see one that does, and it's such a, a great thing to see. Uh, if you are a listener of our show and have you know children who are not in college yet and, or younger, really the most important thing you can do for them uh, out of anything in life is to teach them how to save and how to balance a checkbook and, and the value of a dollar. It's so important and going to make them um, much more responsible and better off in life. Mm-hmm. Well, I will say that we have had many, many uh, people in our office that we've helped Put money aside, typically a lot of times with uh, deferred annuities or deferred indexed annuities. It's a great way to accumulate money, save money. And by the way, we've seen some very spectacular returns over the last few years. And I'm talking rates anywhere from 21% up as high as 32% uh, over a two-year period, which is you know really highly unusual. We tell people don't expect that kind of a return, but we've had very unusual times with the uh, – the stock market, we've had very unusual times with the index, uh, like the S&P 500 index market. And these people are not invested in the stock market, by the way. They're invested in fixed products, which are principal protected, but their returns are based on an index like the S&P 500 index. We're happy to show you some information about that, right, Pete? Yeah, and that's an important thing to mention is that it's not actually in the market. You cannot lose any of your principal. You can't lose a nickel. Uh, so if the market does drop off, um, you know, you have, you're totally principal protected. We've talked a little bit earlier about some of the free reports we're happy to provide, like uh, Baby Boomer's Guide to Social Security, um, Retirement Income Planning, uh, Guide to Cutting College Costs, things of that nature. The uh, law firm, Lancelot Inc., also has a number of reports they're happy to provide, uh, reports on FDIC insurance, uh, special need children's planning. We're meeting with some folks right now on the financial side as well to help do special needs financial planning to make sure that there's going to be enough money left once the uh, parent passes away. We have a parent that we're meeting with right now. And by the way, if you're listening this morning, because this particular individual said that she listens to the radio show every week, a special hello to you. I want to let you know that you're doing a really great job for your family and for your children. So she has some children with special needs. She's concerned about her advancing age and health issues. And she wants to make sure that when she's gone, her adult children with special needs are going to be properly taken care of. They're all productive. They're all working. And... um, but we're going to help them do some things to make sure that they can help survive uh, financially much better on their own. Yep, and you were just talking about college and college planning. Um, Boston and and Metro Boston has the most college student population per square mile than any other place in the country. Uh, There's also some other interesting things going on that I just heard about that uh, UMass Amherst, there's a lot of people who are really upset, is now um, allowing uh, residents from um, other states into UMass Amherst with a um, a lower entrance um, requirement. SAT scores, ACT scores, Mm. and grade point averages. I heard that too. I think that requires some investigation, don't you, Pete? Yeah, it's it's really a shame, and the only reason that they're doing that, I'm sure, is so you know the out-of-state residents pay a, a higher fee. Well, they actually said that in the television report. They said that 
uh, I mean, if these are state schools that are supposed to be helping um, Massachusetts residents get a, a higher education at a more affordable cost, and now they're admitting students from foreign countries who have lower lower standards, lower SAT scores. They said they're doing it because they don't have enough money and they get full tuition or higher tuition from the foreign students. Yep. Well, that's not what these schools were built for, is it? No, they were supposed to be for residents of this commonwealth. And specifically, the numbers were the average income in classes uh, for in-state residents were or 3.9 grade point averages, and uh, I think 1,400 SAT scores. I'm not sure what the ACT scores were. And the non-resident uh, income in class had GPAs of 3.7 and um, SAT scores of 1,200. Well, this is certainly one time where I hope that our state legislators and the governor will investigate and take some action because I don't think it's appropriate and fair um, that in-state students, students with higher scores are deprived entrance just because of that issue. Yep. So let's, let's talk about some of the other topics that the law firm can provide. Lance Law, Inc. is uh, located in our building as well. Attorney Tenny Lance, Attorney Michael Coleman. They've got a lot of interesting reports about uh, uh, living trust information, do-it-yourself wills, estate planning for families with young children, if you've got children and you don't have some kind of an estate plan, you can have a, a real problem if something happens to one of the parents. Uh, family farms, what happens to the next generation? Life insurance trust. Grandparents guide to second generation planning. And we have a situation right now where we've got a lot of grandparents in our community. We've got some clients in this category where the grandparents are actually taking care of the grandchildren on a full-time basis because the the adult child the adult parent has got a, a drug problem an opioid problem. Speaking of Lance Law, um, we are not um, we don't have the dates I should say set yet, but we are going to start having monthly regular lunch and learns at our office uh, where you can learn on just a small topic and have some lunch and then also wine and wisdom nights where you can come and have a glass of wine and learn something. Uh, it'll be much shorter seminars than what we typically put on. Uh, so if you would like to get more information on that and be on a list so we can contact you when we do have those dates uh, scheduled, they will be ongoing every month uh, starting uh, in June, so starting this month. So you can give us a call at 508-998-8858 if you'd like to be put on uh, a list for the Lunch and Learn or the Wine and Wisdom. And we're happy to put you in touch with uh, Lance Law, Inc. Also, if you need assistance with your own estate plan or if you have questions about taking care of children, special needs children, pets, uh, they do pet trust and all kinds of interesting things. Lots of good information, lots of free reports. Um, did you ever hear of Hugh Hefner, Peter? I know you are a, a longtime fan of Hugh Hefner, right? I was. The man was a legend. Well, Hugh I, I have a bathrobe just like his. A bathrobe? Yeah. No, I don't. No, that's good. <laughs> well, Hugh Hefner once said, I think that retirement is the first step toward the grave. Well, I'm not sure what that meant. Sort of what we just <laughs> talked about. A lot of people somehow suddenly pass away when they retire. Well, and then we have our friend Andy Rooney, who used to be on CBS a lot as a commentator, and, um, comedic 
commentator on life. He Wasn't says, he the guy that used to always say something like, you know what really boils my blood? Yeah, that sounds just like him. <laughs> Here, you read this one. It's paradoxical that the idea of living a long life appeals to everyone, but the idea of getting old doesn't appeal to anyone. Very good job, Peter. And I never was a regular listener to him, but I just sort of remember that weird voice nasally. <laughs> You're right. Well, nobody wants to get old, but as we say, it's better than the alternative, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. We want to make sure that if you're thinking about retirement, that you're thinking about some very specific things that you want to be doing in retirement. Don't just say, I'm going to turn off the switch, and all of a sudden you wake up in the morning and you say, okay, what am I going to do now? Have a plan before you retire. You know right. what a lot of retirees seem to do is finally have the time to work out and get into shape. And I go to a Health Tracks gym, excuse me, and almost every single time I go, the locker room is filled with about 80% retirees, and they're clearly retirees, you know, they're 75 plus. And uh, going to the gym and working out and trying to stay active seems to be a very popular thing. Sure it is. Well, or uh, Rita, Rita Rudner once said, I don't plan to grow old gracefully. I plan to have facelifts until my ears meet. Okay. Think about it. <laughs> Somebody said the other day how they can somehow do facelifts, but they haven't been able to figure out, you know, chin lifts underneath the chin and the jowls. Well, that's why people wear turtlenecks. <laughs> so if you see too many people wearing turtlenecks in the summertime, you'll know. Another reason to stay in New England. I guess. <laughs> Well, most importantly, if you're thinking about retirement, and aside from the financial stuff, which we're happy to help you work out a financial plan, we're happy to help you work out a retirement checklist in general. Have a sense of purpose and meaning. All right, think of this not just as I'm going to have a rest, but think of it as another stage in your life. What else are you going to do? Create the best retirement plan possible. Uh, make friends with your future. Uh, think about your health even much more so than your wealth. Um, if you want health in retirement, you got to make exercise fun. What do you like to do for fun for exercise, Pete? Probably the only thing, although I, I've been working out more, and sometimes you have to really force yourself to get there, but once you're there, it's just the best feeling in the world. Probably the only thing I really like to do for exercise is to hike with my dogs or to do some uh, jogging trails with my dogs at DNRT or up in the White Mountains. Hmm. I love to do that. Well, if you want health in retirement, you have to make exercise fun. You have to do something that you enjoy. I like to bicycle, but I don't like to just do a leisurely bicycle ride. I like to get on a bike ride, and I like to go at a very you know, reasonably fast speed if I can. And you usually do at least 7 miles, 10 miles. I usually do between 8 and 10 miles on a regular basis when I do it. And if you like to walk for exercise, don't just go for a stroll. Walk fast. Uh, do something that's going to be helpful. Try to think about how you can create a plan that you're going to leave more wealth behind for your family or for your charity than you had during your lifetime. And we've done some very creative things with that, especially with regards to life insurance, how you can leave a legacy to either your children, your other beneficiaries, or to a charity. Mm. And keep a schedule for retirement. Don't just say, here's a list of some things I'd like to do. Put it on a calendar. If you put it on a calendar then you're going to get things done. But think positively about aging uh, and think positively about retirement. If you do, if you challenge yourself, 
if you don't just sit on the couch and watch television, but you've got active things you're going to do, it's estimated that you're going to live an average of seven and a half years longer. You're not going to be depressed and do something positive in your life, right? Absolutely. Every day, not just when you're retired or retiring. Stay married. This is an interesting one. Stay married, especially if you're a man. I'm not sure what that means. Um, I'm not sure if I would want to get married again, but who knows? But I know a lot of people in my own business that are living together. Okay. Anything going on with mom that I'm not sure of? No. (laughs) No, it had nothing to do with that. I know why they say to stay married, especially if you're a male, and we've talked about this before, because it's the women who get on the men to go and see the doctor if they complain about the smallest thing, because the smallest thing sometimes is the biggest thing. I'm not sure where you're going with that, so I think we should change I'm saying that men are stubborn and don't go to the doctor, even if it's something that, you know, should really be looked at. (laughs) I'm not sure where you're going with that. Oh, my God. (laughs) something very wrong with you be social no you're absolutely (laughs) right well as we come to a conclusion um, I'm going to give you a quote from James M. Barry B-A-R-R-I-E do you know who James Barry is? not a clue he wrote Peter Pan ah no didn't know that Very very famous author in England nothing is really work unless you would rather be doing something else but stay tuned ladies and gentlemen we we very much appreciate your uh, listening Today we wanted to talk about some things that are not just financially related, but you really need to think about retirement. You need to think about a plan, and we want to make sure that you have a good week. Um, I have a tax tip I want to leave you real quickly, and it's this. I'm thinking of adding solar panels to my home. Can I still get a tax break? The answer is yes. You can still get a 30% tax credit for solar. Uh, It has to be on your residence. It will apply all the way through the year 2019. What about energy-efficient windows or doors? Nope, that particular credit has gone. So goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. We wish you a great week. Please be healthy, wealthy, and money-wise. Have a good day.